You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bingham. Thank you for being here. Please hit that subscribe button. Happy Labor Day to all of you. Uh, in the United States, which is where pretty much all of you are at. This is a holiday. It's a fun one. Still doing a podcast because I love you guys and I love sports. We are on YouTube. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there. Please hit that subscribe button, you guys. Happy Labor Day again. Um, Had to do a podcast today. We had uh, college football is underway. We had a whole weekend of some really great games. Uh, here in Utah, which is where I know a lot of you listeners are. We, of course, had uh, all three of the major teams playing, starting in the north with Utah State. They went down to Alabama and got their butts kicked. Um, Moving further south, the Utes went to Florida into the swamp and got beat uh, just just barely, 29-26. A little bit further south into Provo, you have the BYU Cougars. Uh, They also went to Florida, did not play the Gators, though. They played, uh, what was it, Central Florida, South Florida? We don't even freaking know. Um, And they won. They won big South Florida, by the way. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so three teams. (laughs) This is is, is specifically designed to troll the Ute fans. Three teams went to, from the state of Utah, went to the South and played teams in the South. Uh, Two of them lost. One of them annihilated their opponent. That one team was BYU. And if we go even further to troll Ute fans, two teams from the state of Utah that are ranked in the top 25 traveled to the state of Florida to play unranked schools in the state of Florida. And one of them lost 29 to 26, while the other won 50 to 21. So you tell me who had the better weekend, okay? <laughs> and if you see any lies with that statement, let me know because I see no lies with that statement. Okay, so we're going to talk about these games real quick. Obviously, um, you know, BYU had the easier opponent in South Florida. I'm just joking around. Uh, the Florida Gators uh, looked really good. Utah looked really good with the exception of two goal line turnovers. Goal line turnovers. My good friend Alan Malai, he's been on the podcast before. He and I were watching the game together. He was absolutely beside himself. Um, he was he was a mess. He was an absolute mess. And I had to tell him. I said, "Alan, dude, you gotta you gotta chill. I love sports as much as anybody I know. I have a freaking sports podcast. Like this is what I do. This is what I love. Um, I am not going to let some college kids' performance in a football game." affect my emotional well-being, my mood, right? So I, I say this to him, and I actually had a, found a tweet yesterday. So the game was, of course, Saturday. Today is Monday. So yesterday, on Sunday, I find this tweet, and it just says, don't forget to let your emotional well-being be dictated by kids in college playing football today. <laughs> and that's how I feel about fans that just get too riled up about their team. It's like, it's entertainment, people. I love sports as much as anybody, probably more than anybody. But that's the thing. I love the sport. I love the game. I love the competition. I love the athleticism. But like, I don't have any impact on the game. I have no control over the outcome of the game. It doesn't have any real impact, long-lasting impact on my life. So I'm not going to let it affect my emotional well-being. Do I cheer for teams? Do I want BYU to win? Do I want the Jazz to win? Do I want the Commanders to win? Yes. Am I going to be in a bad mood? 
and all pissy if they lose? No. I got way more going on in my life. Uh, and, and that's not to say other people don't. Alan, if you're listening, that's not a dig. Um, but not to say other people don't, but like I have way too much going on in my life to let this affect me. Like I love sports, but it's entertainment. If I go to the movie theater and the actors, you know, the movie's just not as good as I hoped it would be or whatever, I'm not going to like be shouting obscenities at the at the movie screen, you know, like, oh my gosh, like say the effing line better, you know, or, <laughs> or oh my gosh, like edit it better. All oh, these graphics suck. Like I'm not going to be shouting at the screen and then be in a bad mood for the rest of the day or the next week, right? Because it's just a freaking movie. I don't care. It, I, it's entertainment. I wish it was better. It wasn't. Oh, well. And some people kind of do get like that with their freaking Lord of the Rings stuff or whatever it is, that TV show that's really popular. Um, I, I'm just not into this stuff. What is the one that uh, you're all thinking like I'm crazy right now? What is the one that's really – Game of Thrones. People got like that with Game of Thrones. Just like, oh, I, I still hear people talk about, oh, my gosh, like they ruined the last season. It's like, yeah – I hope you got more going on in your life than just what what the next Netflix thing to come out is, you know? So, um, again, not trying to be negative. I'm actually trying to be positive. All of us, everybody has way more going on in their life than to worry about the performance of something that is purely entertainment. And again, don't get me wrong. It's okay to want it to be good. It's okay to cheer for a team. It's okay to be disappointed that the Game of Thrones finale wasn't what you wanted. But don't let it affect your emotional well-being. Don't go to that level. Don't be that guy. It's not. It's not worth it. You've got more more going on. You got more to your life than that. Um, and so, all of you fans, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Sports are amazing. They are. They're super fun. I freaking love them. Um, but they're entertainment. They're entertainment. If I go to a concert, I went to the Killers concert just last week. It was incredible, and like it's so freaking fun. I loved every second of it. If it had been bad. I wouldn't have like been mad and sad and like let it affect me. I would have just been like, eh, this wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Oh, well, still had a good time. Well, it wasn't as good as I hoped. So if you went to the Utah game and your team lost, um, sucks to suck, but I hope that you're, <laughs> I hope that you're saying, you know what? That was a really entertaining game because it was, it was, it was a really entertaining game. So hopefully you had a good time. Um, and again, I'm not saying don't be a fan. That's the last thing I'm saying, actually be a fan. Just don't let it affect you to the point where you're breaking TVs and losing friendships over it because that's not that's not what it's supposed to be about. Um, okay, so Utah loses. Two goal line turnovers. Two. The last one, I don't know what Cam Rising was doing. Does anybody else know what he was doing? Like, what window was he looking at? That last drive, he should have been picked off earlier in the drive. He wasn't. Uh, Florida dropped it. And then he was picked off in the end zone when he was clearly forcing something that wasn't there and they they had a they had an easy field goal waiting for them to go into overtime easy field goal waiting for them going into overtime and i think if it goes into overtime i don't know who i give the nod to utah looked really good but overtime with college rules it is tougher on the road um because you're not playing a full field obviously you're just playing from the 25 and then noise can be a huge factor, things like that. So I don't know who you give the advantage to if it goes into overtime, but I like my chances in overtime a lot more than I like my chances of squeezing a ball into a window that doesn't exist, you know, uh, which is what Cam Rising tried to do. So just a bummer for the Utes. Uh, they did look really good. The rankings have not come out yet. The official rankings have not. Bleacher Report did uh, release theirs, um, and I find this interesting. They moved Florida from unranked to seventh. So that shows how much the Bleacher Report thinks. 
I would say that's a compliment to the Utes. That shows how highly of the Utes Bleacher Report thinks because Florida was unranked in their rankings and then they beat Utah at home by three is all and they go from unranked to seventh. Uh, Utah, by the way, they had a six. They dropped them. They did, they did drop them all the way down to 18th. Um, and by the way, BYU... They had at 23rd, and they've moved them up to 14th in a tie with Baylor, which is interesting because we play Baylor next. So we, BYU. Um, see, that's where I'm a fan. I say we. But if BYU, I want Baylor to, I want BYU to beat Baylor. I want that to happen. If it doesn't happen, am I going to let it like affect my week or even my day? No, I'm not. I'm going to go have fun with friends and family. I'm going to work hard at my job. I'm going to make money. I'm going to go swimming. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to just do other stuff. Because it was entertainment and it'll be fun to watch. Um, but again, I'm a fan of the sport. I, li I like to watch all the teams, but I do have my favorite teams as well. Okay, I feel like I've harped on that enough. I apologize. Uh, BYU gets a dub. Uh, BYU looked pretty good. Scored a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. I liked that. Um, again, South Florida is not exactly an opponent to get super stoked on, BYU fans. But winning 50-21 to 21 on the road, that's exciting. You know, like I don't care if you're a D1 school or if you're a – uh, a, a power five school or not. If you're a D one school and you play them on the road and you win 50 to 21, that's impressive. So um, Jaron Hall, 25 of 32 for 261 yards, two touchdowns um, did have some little injuries. Uh, Nakua had a little injury, got banged up. So going to have to keep an eye on that. Um, we'll see what happens. Brooks though, had a big game, 13 carries, 135 yards. The guy averaged 13 and a half yards per carry, uh, one touchdown. So BYU looked good. I'm excited for this season. Uh, we've got a long, long season ahead for both the Cougars and the Utes, but you're going to see both of them ranked kind of in that uh, somewhere in the teens, you know, like mid-teens to low 20s as where both teams will be ranked in the AP poll as soon as it comes out. Going to be a fun season for the state of Utah, um, not including Utah State who lost 55 to zero yeah not even a field goal nothing 55 to zero the spread was 42 and alabama covered <laughs> so not very impressive if you're an aggie fan um but yeah so football's underway i'm excited to see how that goes down uh nfl is upon us this week uh, i did want to go through real quick my um predictions for uh let's see if i can find it here the um the coming season and say who I think is going to win each division. Oh, the preseason stuff's done. Whoop-de-doo. So, okay. So if I look at the schedules here in the AFC, we're going to start with the AFC East. Okay. And we'll work our way down. AFC East, you've got the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots. This is the division that the Patriots have owned for years and years and years. The Bills have a stranglehold on it now. It's not even close. There's no one that's going to give them any competition there. The Bills absolutely win that division. Uh, and then second place is a, is going to be a battle between the Dolphins and the Patriots. I'm excited to see how the Dolphins do um, with Tua and Tyreek Hill. It just feels like they've given Tua weapons. They've put trust in him. These receivers are lying through their teeth saying what an amazing quarterback he is. So they're giving him confidence. I'm excited to see how they do. I think you'll probably see the Patriots finish second in that division. Dolphins third. Zach Wilson and the Jets bringing up the caboose. To the AFC North, you've got Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals win this one. Um, but again, the Ravens right there. Lamar Jackson, uh, they were really good last year, even with some injuries. 
but but you've got Joe Burrow, and you've got, I mean, Joe Mixon. That that Bengals team that just lost the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be so hungry. I think they're going to be so so hungry. So I'm going to give the Bengals the nod in the AFC North. Then the Ravens, um, and then the Browns is an interesting one because they have Deshaun Watson, but he's suspended for 12 games. So I guess he comes back for the last five. I don't know. I'd probably say. I'll probably still say the Browns and then the Steelers. Ah, no, the Steelers are too good. The Browns will probably finish last in that division. That's a competitive division. If they had Deshaun Watson for the full season, that would be a very interesting division to, to watch um, because the Browns have a great running attack, and now they have what I would consider to be a top six or seven quarterback. If you go back two seasons to Deshaun Watson's last full season, he's a top three or four quarterback, honestly. But he didn't play last year, so we don't know what's going to happen, and he's not going to play for 12 full games this year. So... Um, I think they're going to finish third behind the Bengals and the Ravens, and then it'll be Steelers-Browns. I'm, I'm flip-flopping back and forth on who finishes third or fourth there. Okay, AFC South. You've got the Titans, the Texans, the Colts, and the Jags. Um, this is a really weak division. Um, the Colts, of course, now have Matt Ryan at quarterback. The Titans have been the top of this division for a little bit. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Trevor Lawrence does in year two. I'm excited for that. Um... And then the Texans just are kind of, they did go 3-0 and in in preseason, uh, which usually means you're going to be really bad in the regular season. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say that the, the Titans win that division, then the Colts, then the Jags, then the Texans, okay? AFC West, I need to write these down because we're going to come back and visit this. I, I'm spitting fire right now. Like these are, these are going to be accurate. Um, AFC West, this is a very, very, very competitive division. This division is insane like absolutely insane um raiders broncos chiefs chargers those are the four teams man i mean the chiefs are like the favorites right so i'm gonna say chiefs i guess the broncos of course just got russell wilson they they already were like on the cusp of being really great and then you add a star quarterback like that and it's like you got to see them get elevated um the raiders just signed Devonte adams so giving Derek carr like a huge weapon on the offensive side of things. They also got rid of the turmoil uh, with John Gruden. And then and then the Chargers, they're like on the rise as much as anybody. Justin Herbert is poised to be a top five quarterback this year. And they're, they're young and rising. So this one is so hard to predict. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win the division, the Chargers to be second. <sighs> and then I'm going to say... The Broncos third, Raiders fourth. I can't believe it. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders in that order. AFC West. NFC East. Here we go. The most toughest. The most barbaric. The most historic. The most championshipish division in all of football. The NFC East. Okay, it's actually been pretty weak for a while. But that being said, I do believe the NFC East has more Super Bowl titles than any other division, and I don't think it's even very close. Cowboys have, like, I think, is it five? Um, the Giants have at least three because they got the two with pay, uh, with Eli, and then they got one against the Bills when Scott Norwood plunked the game-winning field goal off the uprights. The Eagles got one just recently, and then the Commanders have three. So you're not going to find a division with more history and championships than that. Okay, folks? Okay, so you've got the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Commanders. Um, this one's tough. I do like that we have Carson Wentz with the Commanders. 
Um, my good friend J.D. Eatry, he's a big Eagles fan from Philadelphia. And, of course, he's turned on Carson Wentz like everybody, everyone else has that's an Eagles fan. they got to pretend like they hated him when he was like their savior two, three seasons ago. Um, but uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. I do like it. So I'm going to say I'm going to start from the bottom. The Giants are for sure going to finish last. Okay. Um, and then it's just like a total crapshoot from there. We know the Giants are the worst. Will it be the Cowboys to win it? Will it, The Cowboys should win it. So I'll say the Cowboys win the division. I hate to say that because I hate the Cowboys. We'll say the Cowboys win the division. And then I'm going to say the Commanders do finish second. That's my bias coming through a little bit. And then I'm going to say the Eagles third, Giants fourth. Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Giants. All right. On to the NFC North. The Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, Lions, and Vikings. Uh, Packers win this division for sure. And then I'm going to say the Bears. We'll see if they have um, some sort of, you know, increased play at the quarterback uh, level there. Um, so I'm going to say Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions in that order. Uh, NFC South, we're going to go through this a little bit quicker. NFC South, um, the Buccaneers will win the division. And I'm going to say the Panthers finish second. I'm kind of excited to see Baker Mayfield with the Panthers. So man, a lot of quarterbacks, just as I'm going through this, I'm realizing how many quarterbacks have changed teams. Tom Brady's back for the Bucs. I'm saying the Bucs win the division. Panthers, I think, will finish second. Saints will finish third. Falcons will finish dead last. And then uh, in the NFC West, another very competitive division for the most part. Not quite to the level of the uh, AFC West, but NFC West, I'm going to say the Rams win the division. I'm going to say the Cardinals finish second. 49ers third, Seahawks last. We know the Seahawks are going to be last. So I'm going to go Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. So there you have it. I'm going to mark all these down. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to write all of them down because I just did that on the fly. Um, I love the NFL. I'm so excited for the NFL. I did have two fantasy drafts this last week. My first fantasy draft, it was the same night as the Killers concert, and it's a draft. It's a, it's a league that I admittedly just don't pay as much attention to or dedicate as much time to. And because it was the same night, I thought, you know what? I'm going to commit a sin here. I'm going to go on auto draft for this league. So I did. I went on auto draft. And uh, it's the best thing I ever did. The team I got is way better than what I would have drafted on my own. So we'll see how that one goes. The second league I'm in, we did. So that one was snake draft. The second league I'm in, we've done uh, the auction draft the last two seasons. And let me tell you, having done snake draft several times and auction draft several times anyone that thinks auction draft is better is just wrong it is it is not it gets so boring towards the end snake is a real draft when there's a draft in football or basketball or any sport it's a draft there's an order and you select uh, you're on the clock you have a minute or two to decide and you decide right so much better than like how much money you want to spend on a guy. I, th I think auction draft is significantly worse than snake drafts. Our whole league agreed. We've and we've tried it. We've done it multiple times. Um, it's not like we're some noobs here. Like we've been doing this league for a decade. And snake draft is, is better. It's more fun. It's more exciting. Um, it's quicker. I just think it's better. So um, anyway, and in that league with auction draft that I did, I did not perform well at all. <laughs> Uh, very average draft. So we'll see how that goes. Fantasy football is extremely fun, though. It, it kind of keeps me involved, keeps me paying attention to games I would not pay attention to otherwise. But guys, that's the podcast for today. Happy Labor Day. Love your teams, but love the sport more than you love your team. 
love the game, respect the game, cheer for the game, and then cheer for your team as a secondary thing. If you do that, I promise your life's going to be more enjoyable. You'll actually be entertained way more. If you're the guy or the girl who doesn't watch the NBA unless the Jazz are playing, you're missing out. If you don't watch college football unless the Utes or the Cougars are playing, you're missing out. So be a fan of the sport of the game. You're going to have a lot more fun and you're going to, your emotional well-being is going to be very high all the time because you're not going to be affected by whether or not an 18-year-old fumbled at the goal line. Okay. So um, I love you guys. Hit the subscribe button. Sports are awesome. Labor Day is awesome. You guys are awesome. I am out. Peace. Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Cause we are warriors. Warriors.